Welcome to the Moms of Truth podcast. This is episode 34, and my name is Alicia, your host. We are currently on week three of looking at how to biblically discipline our children. If you missed the last two weeks, I definitely recommend checking that out. I'm so glad that you're here, Mama, and I pray that you leave with something new that you need on your walk of motherhood. So when I say the word discipline, there are probably a few different images that come to mind to you depending on your upbringing. When I became a mom, the only resource I really had to look to for guidance was my own experiences growing up from my parents. And the example that they had was their parents and so on and so on. My upbringing shaped my idea of what I thought it looks like to discipline my children. And I grew up in a non-Christian military home. So the discipline I received was very punishment heavy. That's pretty much what disciplining consisted of for me and my siblings. Over the years, raising children, God has taught me a lot about not only how to discipline my children, but that when I include him in it, it's always fruitful. It's always something good and lasting that comes out of it. 1 Corinthians 15.58 says, Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Our efforts and dedication in disciplining our children when done for God's glory and not for our own sake will never be done in vain. So this message today is going to be a mix of ways to disciple and ways to discipline because Anytime we discipline our children, we should also be discipling them. Anytime we disciple them, we are shaping them to be disciplined. These things go hand in hand. So this message is going to be intertwined with methods of discipline and discipleship. So this will include ways to correct, teach, guide, and sometimes rebuke or even use physical punishment. So the first little subtopic that we're going to cover is punishment. And I want to go straight to the most controversial topic, spanking. Is it biblical? Should I do it? So the scripture that's commonly looked at for this is Proverbs 23, 13, and this is the harshest instruction found in scripture on this topic. And this is also the New King James version that I'm gonna be um, reading. So it is a little intense, but we will dissect what it says word for word. It says, do not withhold correction from a child. If you beat him with a rod, he will not die. You shall beat him with a rod and deliver his soul from hell. Okay, so hang with me, mama. I know that was hard and this is a sensitive topic and just know that I come from a family line of abuse. So I understand where your heart and your mind may be right now. So please just hang tight as we uncover word for word and understand what is written, okay? So one of my favorite resources when looking into word meanings in the biblical text is blueletterbible.org. And the root meaning of correction is instruction, discipline, 
doctrine, reproof, and warning. The root meanings for beat are strike, smite, hit, to receive a blow, to be wounded. And then for rod, the root meanings are a stick, a branch, a staff, as in what the shepherds would use to direct their sheep. And it describes the soul as person, mind, heart, creature, inner being of man. And a few more that were so striking to me are activity of mind, activity of the will, an activity of the character. And it describes hell as grave, pit, underworld, place of no return, without praise of God, thick darkness. So I'm going to read that scripture again, Proverbs 23, 13, but I'm going to replace the words that we looked up with some of the word meanings that we found on blueletterbible.org. Proverbs 23, 13 through 14. Do not withhold instruction, discipline, reproof, doctrine from a child. For if you hit smite, strike him with a branch, stick, staff, he will not die. You shall wound, hit, smite him with a staff, stick, and deliver his inner being, mind, heart, will, character from the place of no return, grave, underworld, thick darkness. So, when we break this scripture down in this way, looking at the original root meaning of these words, we can see that it does call us to physically punish our children because we see that if we don't, they may very well lose their way and end up far away from God, so far that they are cast into the place of no return. There may be times when my child's behavior is extremely unsafe, deliberately defiant, severely disrespectful. They are steady going on a path of destruction and they are past the point of a lecture or a discussion. Another action needs to take place to drive the sin far from them. However, this physical punishment spanking should never be done from a place of anger. Just like any other kind of discipline, we are called to bear fruit in all that we do. Fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These fruits should be seen in every area of our lives, including disciplining our children. When we use physical punishment like spanking with our children, it needs to be from a place of peace, love, and self-control. There needs to be a discussion before and after. It should always be a last resort and only for a short time frame of a child's life. I would say very roughly, depending on your child and your household, somewhere between the ages of three and eight. This, there is a really great article from Focus on the Family that talks a whole lot more about this topic in particular. And so I'm going to link that below because there's much more to say about this, but we're going to have to move along. 
Another biblical way to punish our children is to have them lose privileges. We see this quite a bit in scripture, actually. The first example that we have is in the Garden of Eden. After Adam and Eve eat the forbidden fruit, and then they are given a list of consequences that you can read about in chapter 3, verses 16 through 19. Afterwards, in verse 22, it says, Then the Lord God said, Look, The human beings have become like us, knowing both good and evil. What if they reach out and take the fruit from the tree of life and eat it? Then they will live forever. So the Lord God banished them from the Garden of Eden. They lost their privilege to live in the special place that God had made just for them. They could no longer be trusted with the things that he had given them. A great scripture that supports this action that I often remind my children of is Luke 16.10. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. The last thing that I'm going to point out about punishment is modeling good behavior to our kids. There have been times in the past when I have punished my children for something that they learned from me. And let me tell you, it hurt when the Holy Spirit revealed that to me, but I am so glad for it. 1 Timothy 4.16 says, keep a close watch on how you live and on your teaching. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those who hear you. My children should see evidence of my salvation in the way that I interact with them, especially in heated times of disobedience. Now, please don't think that you have to be perfect in every every response to your children because no one is perfect but Christ alone. However, We need to live and behave with integrity, with honesty. If we struggle with impatience, let your children see you repent and ask for God's help. Search his word together for scriptures that can help you in your area of struggle. Be honest with your children and always make sure that your household is making Christ the standard to which you hold you and your children accountable to. So I'm not going to go down a long list of all the different ways that we can punish our children, but our takeaway from this should be, one, the goal of punishment is to cause displeasure or discomfort, to drive the sin far from them, as it says in Proverbs. Number two, our state of being should always be of love, peace, and and self-control when we discipline or punish. Okay, so let's talk about the other part of disciplining our children is discipling them. And this is an ongoing thing that, that sometimes we also do in punishment. But that aside, discipling them is those moments of biblical instruction 
repentance, forgiveness, prayer, guidance. It's developing their ability to discern, to respond to conviction, to exercise self-control. It's making Jesus relevant in our everyday. Discipling them is getting them in the word, helping them to understand their need for salvation and the joy that they have in it that actually helps them overcome things like temptations for greed and anger. The joy of the Lord is our strength. There are many things that we do in discipling our children. So I'm likely going to make a couple of videos to complement this one and go a little bit more into detail. But I want to circle back to the scripture that actually kicked off this series. It's Proverbs 22, 15. A youngster's heart is filled with foolishness, but physical discipline will drive it far away. So I want to ask you, what is the opposite of foolishness? Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. My children need to learn how to crave wisdom. And it's my job to teach them what's written in his word and to trust God that he will be faithful to open up their minds to understand the scriptures and give them a heart to crave righteousness and to call out for wisdom. So let me close with scripture. Um, it's in Proverbs. Um, and then I want to leave you with a challenge to actually read Proverbs um, chapters one, two, three, and four. So we're going to read uh, verses 20 through 23. Wisdom shouts out in the streets. She cries out in the public square. She calls to the crowds along the main street to those gathered in front at the city gate. How long, you simpletons, will you insist on being simple-minded? How long will you mockers relish in your mocking? How long will you fools hate knowledge? Come and listen to my counsel. I'll share my heart with you and make you wise. And then I want to also read uh, Proverbs 2 um, from verse 1. My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Turn or tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord and you will gain knowledge of God. For the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the path of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. That's all for today, mamas. Remember um, to read through Proverbs chapter 1, 2, 3, and 4. They are a little bit shorter. Make notes and let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you into how you can help your children crave God's wisdom. I want to ask a favor of you that will only take a few minutes. Would you leave a review on this podcast? It will help it to be seen by other moms who are looking for the sort of content. The more engagement like reviews, shares, and downloads helps it to get found. I do appreciate it. Until next week, mamas, teach them truth, train them up, and trust God through it all.